0: Welcome to the Success Looks Like You podcast, Sly Speaks Careers, bringing you the best of the UK, black talent, and we're spilling the tea on all things careers. I'm your host, Mwila, founder of Success Looks Like You. Welcome to episode nine. Who do we have today?
1: Hi, I'm Andy Davis. Um, Thanks for having me. I'm like super excited to be here. Super, super excited. I'm an angel investor investing in black startup founders and have um, spent time investing in diverse founders as well. And I run a community of black founders and another community of all the black VCs in the UK and now forming an angel group of black angel investors to invest in black founders.
0: Amazing. Thanks, Andy. We're really happy to have you on today's episode. Excited
1: to be here.
2: Hey, I'm Mecca Mecca Frederick. I'm a 30-year-old restaurateur, co-founder of Chuku's, the world's first Nigerian tapas restaurant. Um, I've been running the business uh, for coming on five years now. Uh, initially, we were a pop-up um, before first crowdfunding um, to open our permanent home. Uh, I'm quite delighted to find out today that I'm speaking on the, today's show with one of uh, our backers, crowdfunder backers, uh, and then we went on to open a permanent site in Tottenham, North London.
0: Amazing. Thanks, Emeka. I'm super excited to have you both on today's show. Really gutted that I never made it to Chukus. I had actually booked uh, to to be with you guys on April the 9th, but hoping that we will get to... Uh, Join you to chop, chat and chill really soon. I'm super excited for today's episode because I think that we are going to have a episode rich in business startup, business hardships, how to seek investment for your your business. Um, So let's get straight into it. If we could kickstart with your Younger self advice. So, if you had to talk to sixteen or eighteen year old you, what would you tell yourself about going into the world of work or the world more generally? And if I could ask Ameka to kick us off,
2: uh, when I look at myself, you know, you know, back then, there's a lot of qualities that I still show now. Um, you know, tenacity, the determination. I think something which I severely lacked, um, which I've learnt a ton. In the last five years is patience you know i I generally like the amount of challenges that we've had in 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 getting uh our restaurant open has really tested the kind of levels of faith but also just grown our a recognition of how patient one has to be in, in- in growing something and you know i I generally believe that um things don't happen quickly but they they do happen suddenly and it's it's that sort of um, getting the, that balance between that, that real push, but then also recognition that, you know, regardless of how long I push to get things to align for my, for myself or for my business, it's going to take a, a long time.
0: Mm, so much wisdom and just your opening. Thank you. Andy?
1: What I'll tell my younger self is, and I've... Always, just I've always I've, I believe I've always worked hard and um, always had this like hunger and desire to win. It's an like unbeatable desire to win and a and, and much hunger. But I think the one thing I tell myself I tell myself is that always that always have integrity and and like not, not avoid the vanity. I don't think I ever got caught up in the vanity when I was younger. But I think like it's always always that, that integrity is the most one of the most important important characteristics, right? Uh, because I think. Like if I look back, I have no regrets on on my path. And I'm not sure. I think again, every, I'm just the result of every decision I've made. And I'm happy where I am today. I, I would just say, I would just say, just 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 have integrity in every moment, and and you'd you'd go far.
0: Yeah. And Andy, how would you define integrity? What's your sort of personal definition?
1: So oh, gee, I'll, I'll do better. Right? I'll give an example. Right. So um, and a good example is in the st- in the startup game. Well, are we in 2020 in 20, 2012 times 2011 2012 times when the ecosystem started again going here in london there was a lot of like vanity on like when you when you're pitching to investors especially you would you'd find whichever statistic made your business seem like the most appealing and run and run with that one right but actually sometimes that that paints a deceiving picture of your business or isn't the most accurate reflection of what's going on and it's not like there's a lack of integrity in that but you say things and do things in that type of way because that's the game. But like if you have integrity, you just step away from that and you and you just tell you tell you tell the truth at, at all times you're honest and, and that's and that's who you are the person
0: yeah i love that so let's jump into a little bit more about your uh current ventures so andy if you could uh kick us off uh there's multiple things that you are involved in so tell us a little bit more about each one
1: sure so um I, i'm a I... Actually, I, I, my head. I imagine it's not a lot but then when I when I talk to people. Like, That's so much, I'm like, huh? um, and I want it to be one thing. So um, I say right now, I'm an investor. I've been investing for the last two years, and I'm planning on starting another company. Starting another company this year. Um, so I'm going to go back to being a founder, but I'll keep investing as a founder anyway because um, our our culture, the, the culture needs um, needs capital in, in the system. I I'm an angel investor, so. At a VC fund, one of the, Europe's largest VC fund, a fund called Atomico. Atomico usually does late stage investments in tech businesses. So that's anything, and that's anything from three to four million up to like 60, 70 million or so. And then I, and then we've now got a, what we call a pre seed fund, which is super early stage. There's 15 of us at the fund and we, we have full autonomy over whatever, over anything we invest in. And uh, we invest anything from, Ten to fifty k per company individually, so I can invest whatever I want. Ten to fifty k per company, and collectively, do um, twenty to seven fifty per company. We just look for early stage startups, and I look. I, I my my major focus is on black founders. Yes, and aside from that, I guess I the last five years I've run a community here in London of black pre seed again, like tech founders. The community, it's there's no website, there's no Twitter, there's no Insta, there's, there's no way to really find it. It's called tenant Ten X Ten. And um, some of like the black startups you would have heard of probably are like the founders are all in the group. It's just a community of black, black, seed founders, um, an intimate, com- intimate community. We usually meet up every quarter um and we do some stuff, uh, we do some small meetups and stuff. Um, and then there's been a few spinoffs of it, such as like a, a VC group. So there's 10X10VC, which is a, which is a group of a similar group but of all the black venture VCs, which stands for venture capitalists. People who invest in like tech startups and stuff like a lot, put a lot of money in. So all the black VCs in the UK, and then I'm forming another group now of, of black ten x ten angels, a group of black angel investors to invest in black founders. So anyone who can, who can make an investment of like around five k minimum can qualify. I'm, I was trying to unlock capital and increase access, and I think we've we've managed to do that successfully so far, and we're we're grateful for for every, everyone and everything involved.
0: Amazing. I could think of a thousand questions to ask you right now, but let's start with if, if somebody was at that kind of startup um, and wanted to uh, pitch, how do they get in front of you and what type of founder or business attracts uh, your investment?
1: So so first, to get, to get in front of me, you just hit me up, right? Literally hit me up. Like DM me on Twitter, DM me on Insta, email me, I'll, like I'll share my email. Um, hit me up. Part of the big problem is access to investment. When I started, there was no one else around. I was i a mixed race, right I identify as black. My mom's black. I was raised by my mom. But I, but I appreciate I'm mixed. I don't have the same experiences as someone who's black. But when I was in tech by myself since 20, 2009, 2010, and the ecosystem was, hey, the ecosystem really got started going, get, got going in like 2012 or so, like 2011, 2012. So when people start coming around, it was the same 16, 20 of us going around. And for the next like five years, up to like 2016 and stuff, 20, early 2017, like, I was by myself, and I was referred to as the black guy in tech the whole time. But what that meant was, though, I was just pushing, and I was just doing I was doing my thing. I was I was running companies. I started a few companies, raised some money, built a team, got some products out, got customers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the type of things I look for, I think um, I look for founders who can run through walls. And that basically means there's going to be a bunch of obstacles in life. Things aren't going to go if you think, like, look at coronavirus, right? Like, things aren't going to be easy. I invest in that a variety of things. So some of the black businesses I invested, in, I invested in a, sort of something called Trimit, which is like an Uber for haircuts, right? And, um, and that's literally an app. You open up an app and you, you open up an app, you, you book a time and, and a barbershop on wheels comes to you. And we, we're we growing really fast and we're really, um, I'm, I'm on the board of Trimit. Yeah. But Rangers, so anything from, anything from a, a watch brand, a watch brand, which sells online haircare products. This Uber on Will it's Uber um for haircuts to um an, an online media business to um of goals called Tambu health which is a that's shazam for lung infections and um yeah and it ranges and my big focus is on that like, how scalable it can be and how big the market is and stuff
0: mm-hmm. okay i love that my takeaway there is you're looking for for founders who are ready to run through walls who know how to problem solve when the inevitable challenges and roadblocks come up in the journey amazing uh emeka tell us a bit more about chukus and then sort of your journey to 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 the present day as well
2: yeah sure like- I was just listening to Andy and nodding nodding along uh, very much so to, you know, being able to run through walls, although you hope your problem-solving skill set means that you can, you know, Dissolve those walls instead of having to run through them. But sometimes you just have to find a way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chiku's, the world's first Nigerian tapas restaurant, uh, London's first Nigerian tapas restaurant. So yeah, I started it with my my younger sister a few years ago. It had been an idea, I suppose, which had been ruminating for a lot longer though. Um, you know, from when we were kind of like kids, you know, we'd always be thinking about why there's not you know, Nigerian food restaurants. In like on high streets where we'd go with friends, you know. To be honest, travel um, and living abroad played a big part in um, in what we do now. So I had lived in Spain um, before I came back to to London. Uh, my sister had been living in the the French Caribbean, and you know we wanted to really bring that through through with like the restaurant, um, and we felt like that's how we know nigerian culture to be like it's not there's something different like that is it's a warm lovely and we kind of wanted all that sort of spirit and as we were kind of developing and talking about the idea and i was reflecting on my experiences in spain and my sisters was talking about hers in the french caribbean um you know we came to the idea that actually what we were talking about a place where you could share food share it with your friends at the same time be super immersive in the actual experience and very quickly off the back of that the whole concept of that is chop chat chill about and you know i think some people may think it's a slogan um and it is but it's actually more than that for us it's it's fundamentally our uh our, our, our tenants of how we look to operate the business there's a lot been a lot of thought um put into it which is why when when Andy was talking about integrity, I was again like, "Yeah, hundred um, percent." So that's we that's that was us. We kind of started off as as a pop up. We did it for about four years on and off, um, and then we we went and got jobs in the industry. We spoke to a lot of people. We literally just crowdsourced knowledge, um, which was which was wonderful. We studied you know Nigerian culture, you know Nigerian cuisine um you know go trying to go beyond what we knew just from our upbringing um so that we could be you know custodians of this culture and custodians of this cuisine Mm. and then we were at the same time studying the industry we literally were like picking up books immersing ourselves in you know in 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 daily articles so we could get some understanding of what makes this this hospitality this restaurant industry tick you know i think for me, I'm super proud to to now be at a point where I feel super comfortable saying I'm a restaurant Like I understand, you know, whilst I may not have yet the 20 years of experience like you know some other restaurant I I understand what makes certain you know restaurant businesses tick the, the the metrics that really matter, and and actually the 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 product, the food or drink product is a, is important, super important, but it's also it's not the business
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and 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 trying to get that understanding is super important because you could be selling a a fantastic product but your margins are absolutely terrible and it doesn't matter how good that product is you're not going to survive as as a business
0: Mm. so you talk a lot about investing in in knowledge and understanding of the of the business are there any sort of Courses, programs or books you might recommend to people who are also thinking that, you know, they want to start up in, in business, uh, maybe some general business courses or books or then maybe some specific to the industry as well?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's an absolute ton. Yeah, I think a lot of people read them, you know, you just read books around the business. But yeah, the biggest challenge is the personal side. Um, and it's not just the challenge, it's the biggest opportunity for growth. And if you can, you know, try to develop yourself personally, um, then then that's a great way to go and achieve you know, great things in business. Um, a couple of books um, on that. I just finished the book. The book is called You Are Not Listening by Kate Murphy. Um, and it's just, yeah, really just drumming into um, why it's really important to listen and how, most people don't do it very well. And, you know, for me, the reflection is if you can get it, if you can become so much better in it, you just have such an advantage over, you know, other entrepreneurs, other business people, whether it be negotiation, whether it be in terms of building culture, whether it be in terms of understanding your your customers. And another book um, as well is around, it's called Atomic Habits, which is just, just fantastic. On the business side, I suppose the book's, Two books by the same name, which I love, um, are called "Anyone Can Do It." It, it just gave me the confidence. Um, in particular, the one by Sahar and Bobby Hashemi, um, two siblings. You know, um, so it very much resonated with me when I started our journey with my sister. Industry-wise, there there are books, but I I, I think it's much more practical. Um, I think I think it's a you know very much going and, and seeing. You know, we went and. You know, I I used to work in the city um, as a strategy consultant. And then um, having left, I was then working in um, a burger restaurant as a waiter. And, you know, that was was really great. As, like, humbling as it was, it was really great because I got to see so much. I remember, like, I would literally be, you know, waiting tables. And in the time I had a break, I'll be scribbling my pad, things that I was seeing or things that the manager was telling me or, you know, things I could see in the kitchen just to kind of soak up that knowledge
0: yeah amazing amazing so much uh knowledge and and gems in that andy want to tag you back in are there any programs books that you might recommend both for kind of personal development as a as a founder uh, and also on the kind of business advice side of things as well
1: sure so um life is just you know you know you, you learn through life right and you learn doing if there's anything they should do they should literally listen to these podcasts because the people who are doing the work are the ones speaking and actually matter of fact don't just listen come and listen and start doing and then when you go back to your next podcast hopefully you'll you be you'll be like, you'll be making some progress as you go are there any programs there's there's a bunch of things in the startup world there's stuff like what ysys is doing there's a, a community organization it stands for your startup your story and they do a bunch of like Entrepreneurship programs for people to get into entrepreneurship and start a startup, and they support them and it's free. And that's something like founder Band, does does hackathons, which are weekend and, um, programs. Just get like get together with some people and 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 I guess come up with an idea. You've got to like Google for startups, do a bunch of things like programs for people with startups and stuff. And of course, like not we, we like not we do stuff, but like me like my, like if it's a ten x ten VC like, like all the black VCs in the UK like. And uh, we, we we put stuff on all the time to support. And I'm putting something on my story in a minute. That's my founder, a female founders um event, like a private event for just for female founders, like a safe space for them to go and chat and stuff. It's just it's about the small communities. So like you can go and read the stuff. You, should, you literally have to learn by talking to people who have done it already and start doing it yourself. And they the people who have, who have done it already will respect you so much more if you're doing something. Anyone who wants to get into BC? We we at TEDxNVC have an email where we send out with like all the books you read, the articles you should read. I'm happy to send that to share that. And also for those who want to raise money for their startups, we've got an email we send out with like practical guides to raise the money, what you should know, everything, every step of the way, exactly what to do, um, how to pay your your like your pitch decks or your business presentations or business plan, say, um, exactly what we look for. it's it's super detailed It talks to the events that we go to and again the the podcasts we listen to books we read the things we read newsletters we subscribe to so those are the things i'm happy to share i'm happy to share um both of those emails
0: great yes please and so um if i could ask you both for one piece of kind of business start startup advice you'd give to a to a founder and if you could kick us off and then a mecca
1: business startup advice just do the work that's all that matters. Everything, nothing else matters. The vanity, all these lists don't matter. All these events don't matter. None of this stuff matters. Just do the work, right? Like, you can been very surprised how far that like people go really far just doing the work. Right? Like, I had to been before COVID. The thing I kept saying was, when I do my next company this year, myself and my team are going to be stuck. We're going to be, like, trapped in, trapped in our office for seven to 10 years, building, the, building the big one, like, one of the biggest companies in the world. And that's it. I am just going to be doing the work. We're not going to get caught, like you caught in the game. But you listen, you, as, as Mecca and I were, were talking about integrity, you live and you learn as you go. You know, actually, what's important is just you—you in you true to your values and values, and just doing the work, and that—that's and it.
0: Thank you, uh, Emeka, One piece of kind of business startup advice for a founder.
1: Yeah, it's kind of
2: funny because I was, you know, I was going to say something very similar to Andy, which is about just getting started. It's a, it's easy to do, you know, sometimes to do the over planning, you know, to do the over networking or whether it actually like just get, get it started. Like, you know, it's funny. Even now we're having to rethink, you know, some of the kind of product streams for ourselves. And like, I have to make sure that I, like, I don't try to overkill in terms of like focus groups or like, you know, research. Like, look, just get that, that minimum viable product. Let's get into some hands. Let's get it tested. Let's tweak it based on that. You know, you know, that's how we, that's how we, that's how we started with this. Um, and I think that's how we will continue to grow. Like, you know, whether it be a new, a new food product, whether it be a new brand extension, whatever, like, you know, we're trying to just, you know, minimum viable product. Don't spend too much on it. If you don't have to get it into the hands of a few people, test it, Mm. review, review, review the feedback, tweak it, you know, every single time. That's just what we do.
0: Yeah, that's good. Okay, so we're gonna kind of draw uh, to a close. Just gonna do two more questions, really. Um, so, because the core program and service that we offer at Success Looks Like You is a mentorship program, I just want to hear from both of you who has helped you along your journey. So, who have been your mentors and, and role models uh, that have supported you to, to get to where you are, you know, thus far? So, Emeka, if you could kick us off.
2: Yeah, as I mentioned, like we, we crowdsourced that, uh, and not a lot of knowledge. What I would say is that, the, and those people that you know, those people in the industry, I'm like, super grateful because every single, you know, one percent of knowledge, you know, amounted to a lot of knowledge when you when you speak to a lot of people. Three people spring to mind. Firstly, I've got um, a very good friend in in Nigeria who. Was just on his own entrepreneurial journey, and he's not that much further ahead. But, like, you know, the, the phrase um, iron sharpens iron. And so, just speaking with him, you know, often just makes me sparkle and gets my own juices flowing. And makes me think, yeah, like, I need to get, I need to do more, I can do more. Or he sees things, you know, sometimes I'm kind of struggling to see a way through things, and he can you know, objectively help me out. Um, I think my dad has been a, a great source, obviously in the, on the, on some of the practical, he's, he runs his own small business, so on the practical advice, but I think a lot on the personal side, you know, and then my sister, you know, my co-founder's been actually a great, a great mentor, like, you know, we've actually really supported each other, from, like, you know, she reads this article and then she's like, oh, have you, have you read this, you know, and then all this book and then shares with me and, and vice versa, and like, you know one thing we we both do is actually we actually give ourselves we actually do like a performance review of ourselves she she knows me really well and she knows what i'm trying to do and so like yeah you know i've very really, very much responded to uh, a lot of her feedback as well as uh, you know taking comfort as i said from my dad and and and, and good entrepreneur friends who have uh, been able to uh, spark my uh, continue to spark my flame
0: yeah love that and Andy, how about yourself? Have you had sort of mentors and role models and people who've helped you along your journey
1: I, I, I've never had a mentor right but um when I grew up, my mom was working like three jobs right so my mom would be like cleaning from like five to whatever time in the morning, like eight in the morning to go do like a reception job from like nine to five and then she'd um and then she'd go that like, care home stuff whatever um l- late at night right and that's that's my brother and I stayed at my nan's house growing up growing up um, in primary school and then when we got to secondary a few years like a year so in my mom and then you got like a shot of her and her just as after for saving up and all that stuff whatever and you started becoming become an entrepreneur in her own right people ask me every day right like or every week right like hey how do you why do you work you work 24 7 like you like, how, how do you how do you stay motivated all the time all this stuff and i'm like my mom like literally slaved away and like worked three jobs to keep food in the to, to keep treating the table, right? So, how dare I not work hard? And there's, I'm from like a poor place, I'm from Sierra Leone. My mum escaped the Civil War to come here, right? And, um, you go back home, my family members have like, still have bullet holes in their windows, but they're really happy people. But I think they have bullet holes from the Civil War, like, ended, like, ending the early 90s, right? And it's kind of like, you, you have remember, my, my family's poor, so I can't stop working oh. until all my family are out of poverty. And, I, and so, I guess, I'm motivated by that every day just to you know, I, I never forget that I wake up every day just as hungry as I've always been every single day. And lastly who motivates me? It's um like yourself, right? It's a it's America, it's all the the black founders out there who um, it's um, the Live Little of the World, the Davins, the Rachel's Dressings, the Wills, the Lewis and stuff like it's the founders of all those great businesses, Chimet Afrocentrics, Vita, it, 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 it's a founder of all those all these great, great businesses. So I guess it's like my mom, it's um where I'm from, it's the other black founders. Akameka like and your sister and um and yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. All right. Very, very last question. I said two, but I'm definitely throwing one more. Um so to end the episode, I want to hear what your most valuable lesson in life has been so far. So what's been your most valuable lesson so far? Uh and if I could get Emeka and then Andy. Yeah.
2: Um I remember when it was my I was a running coach at um school and I wasn't very good at running, to be honest. I was actually a little bit porky at the time. Um, um, but yeah, he he was getting us fit for the football season, and he kept sh- shouting, "Oh, the big D, the big D." <laughs> we like we used to like just mock him at school. It didn't really mean anything. Um, it transpired that it meant desire, um, and so he was talking about the big desire. Um, and it was only when I was reading. Um, Napoleon, Napoleon Hill's "Think and Grow Rich," um, where he mentioned he mentions about the starting point of all achievement is desire. That it it actually twigged what this coach was saying, Um, and it's fundamentally like if you really really want it, like you you you'll probably get it, or you'll probably find a way, or you know what, worst case, you'll get very close to it. And if you don't really want it. Just, it's just not going to happen. And that, you know, I remember when we kind of started, you know, I was kind of, We remember being quite nervous about like people copying what you're doing and stuff like that. And then you realise that actually the USP that I have is that I absolutely want this. That I will slug my guts out day in, day out to achieve this. And, you know, fundamentally, you know, as as Andy says, that person's not going to be able to keep up with me. Again, I have this poem for my dad from my childhood, and it's in. I literally have it in my room. It's called. It's it's about. It's all in the state of mind, and I think it's that's again so so fundamental to like you know just life. You know, trying to get that, trying to get that head right first, of, first and foremost, and it's something like I spend a lot of time trying to do, trying to get my head into like the right. The right space um, to be believe that I can actually to to win to achieve, and and then the final one is it kind of touches on what I was saying before, and Andy says about just kind of like doing the work. Mm-hmm. When you look so far up the ladder, it's so scary, and you're more likely to fall down. And I think if you could just take every rung at a time, if you can, if you don't think about Get into the very, very top. You just think about getting to that next run. And then you think about getting to the next run. Like, that's how that's how one grows, right? That's how you went through school. You didn't sit there in preschool worrying about your A levels. You didn't worry about your degree until you got to university, you know? And so, if you could just take that sort of mindset of this, okay, look, yeah, I, yeah, set that vision. Cool. And then kind of put it away and like, okay, what's the first run that I need to get to? Yeah. And then just grind for that. And then get there take a breath and then go, okay, what's the next one I'm going to need to get to and grind for that? So, yeah, to be honest, those are three combined have been super, super helpful in, in life.
0: Yeah. Andy, to finish off the show, what has been one of your biggest lessons or multiple big lessons um, that have got you in life this far?
1: And uh, so Emeka's went through like all of my life lessons, right? <laughs> <laughs> all, all it, but if, if there's... um. So, so I, I, actually, a life lesson is, and this is from not of my life, from many people's lives, know that it like it's okay to have your own path. Too many people, I get it 24-7. I'm a VC, right? And um, and uh, VC is so over-glorified, it's unreal. So over-glorified. Unless you want a job in VC to make money and to potentially have equity in businesses, yeah. And yes, the job is fun, blah, blah. I can list every positive in the world, super positive. There is no negative to the job. However right? It isn't for every business. It's hardly for any businesses. It, and um, It's super high risk. You can lose control of your business. Et cetera, et cetera. All my founders know that, and that's so why I'm there to support them and, and stop that happening at some point, right? And just to, to, to have real ownership as black founders. Um, but like, it's okay to have your own path. You can look elsewhere for inspiration, and you can look elsewhere to even follow a path if that's your path. But your path hasn't got to be the, the same path as your peers, or Society tells you, like, I am a big advocate for saying no. Society, I hate societal ideas. I think it's stupid. Like races, like, races are great. like race, for example, is a societal construct. It's stupid. Like, I'm not a fan of society's ideas. It's okay to, it's okay to have your own path, and and if that means um, that you wanna that, that you wanna get to X point, you wanna like own a house or whatever it is, and you wanna it, it depends. Everyone's life's different. Success is different to different people, so it's okay to have your own path. Well, like, my friends say to me for ages, "Oh, how'd you get so far ahead or whatever?" But like years ago. And like in like a few years, I'm like you're mistaken. It. I haven't done for five years. I've done a hundred hours for five years. Hundred hours of work. Hundred hours of work a week for five years. That is twelve. 12- you're really looking at it the wrong way, right? Like so, like it depends, right? But if you're trying to crush it, then you have to really like ball every day take a take a thousand shots a day and don't stop because that's the game. If you're trying to be great. That's what it takes. And there's no and there's nothing negative about that because the desire to win. That, that is a massive positive because the upside is unimaginable. And um, if anyone out there, if you want to win as well, the way to win is supporting stuff like success looks like you and being involved, mentoring, giving back, follow the page, be there, mentor, support all you all the way you can.
0: Can we pause and breathe because you guys brought so much fire. I'm like, ooh-wee, I need to listen to this over and over and over again. So just to summarise, know that it's okay to have your own path Figure out your big D, the desire that drives you. Remember, it's all in the state of your mind and take one rung of the ladder at a time and grind hard for that. Okay, so you guys have killed this episode. I just want to thank you both for featuring and just for supporting us in this way. That is the end of the episode, guys.